Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe. We talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And I'm and today, Marco. And today we're joined by our good friend. <laughs> Damn it, Marco. Uh, uh, a veteran of the show, Marco Gomez. I think or you're the only the one who's genuinely messed it up when you introduced no. him. We've had people <laughs> no. confused, but I think you're the only one to fuck it up. Not true. <laughs> I think that is that, true. Is it true? <laughs> I think that's true. I think yeah. that's true. Look, it's well, a confusing it's setup. Look, it is. We should have told we you. Never but you've been on the show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but uh, Yeah, you listened to the episodes. You listened to the John I, episodes. I, listened, I did listen to the John episode specifically. Um, <laughs> the John episode, by the way, is the Breaking Bad episode yeah. with another friend of ours, Jonathan. Yeah, if you but, haven't listened to that one yet, check it out. It's it's pretty good. We like Breaking Bad. But anyways, uh, but today, today we're, here, we're talking about Dune. A couple of Dune boys, all Dune boys. three of us. Yeah, we're all, all three Dune of us. Are a couple all of three Dune of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a, that was a little joke there because uh, it was a little bit of foreshadowing. Because I I I'm. I'm not a dune head i i haven't read the books or seen any of the movies other than this one i've only heard it explained to me from my good friend adam jesus mom um yeah we have a sort of a prototype of this podcast episode we did way longer uh like way earlier than we actually started oh yeah uh, like ages before yeah, we even started this show yeah so um if you guys want to listen to that, uh, let us know because they're dog shit. We have they're two episode episodes. episodes. Uh, it's Dune and Kingdom Hearts because that's something that one of us liked that the other didn't, and we thought that was a good. We like, thought that was funny. premise for a whole podcast, and it was. We were wrong. We were wrong. It's literally one of us sitting there for like an hour explaining that thing to the other person um but all of that to say i love dune dune is one of my favorite things ever i've read every single book i will not shut the fuck up about dune um i've read 
all six of the original Frank Herbert books multiple times. And I've read the expanded Duneverse by his son, Brian Herbert, and their, in his friend, Kevin J. Anderson, also multiple times. I've read hey, the entire- Frank Herbert's friend or his, his son's, son's friend? His son's, son's friend. friend. Oh, that's cool. Like, oh. like that's like if like your dad had like a legacy, and I and I like horse. Yeah, and you on, like jumped on. Yeah, oh, bandwagoned on you. Honestly, it's probably because Brian Herbert's not a very good writer. Uh, but but him and Kevin is? J. Kevin J. Anderson is actually a pretty decent writer on his uh, own. Okay. But them together make you know pretty good stories. Kevin um, J. Anderson sounds. He does familiar. work in some. He's done some comic book work. I think. I might be wrong. I think he's written a couple Star Wars books. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think so. That sounds right. I don't know. Fact check me. Not <laughs> you now. The people. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I've read the entire like 16 book series all the way through back to back like three times. Hell yeah, dude. I loved it. I've seen the 2000 miniseries, the sequel to that, Children of Dune starring James McAvoy uh i've seen the the 80s movie which sucks and <laughs> the best one you mean and i saw this most recent one like three times three times already when was the third time uh third. i watched it with my girlfriend i watched it when she left and then i watched it oh, with you guys you fucking jesus that's one thing okay okay i will we'll talk about this movie so <laughs> this movie dune 2021 pretty good movie very good i I would say pretty good yeah like as a movie it's pretty good um i do not understand how you guys could back to back like (laughs) i mean because this movie it it feels like a trek like this is a journey of a movie i I don't know i'm I'm just very keen on this journey yeah i love dune fair enough dune washes over me like grains of sand I've been excited for this movie for a while. Yeah, so no, I, 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 a lot of people have. Adam's been really excited, yeah, obviously. I, I don't um, get excited for things, really, but movies in general. Yeah, no, uh, he, he, he was even willing to look past the fact that Dave Batiste is in this movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> so th- I don't know if my, my grand hatred of Dave Batista has really come up on this show yet. I think it's in I think no, it's been our prototype out. Dune episode. Yeah, no, our, the, the Dune episode, you guys our, specifically talked to Lynx about how yeah. much... So oh no, hell yeah in the original uh, prototype of this show where we talk about maybe dune, this episode <laughs> maybe <laughs> i go into a long diatribe of just how much i despise dave batista as an actor not as much as a person he's probably just a normal guy but as an actor he's absolutely fucked i hate him uh and it takes up a long portion of that to the point where I think that one on my computer is titled Dune, parentheses, Dave Batista. Hell no, yeah. parentheses, fuck Dave Batista. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but um, Marco, you're our guest because you, you've also read the Dune book. Uh, what is your other relationship with Dune? Like how far into it have you uh, I've gone up to the third one. I have the fourth one up sitting on my shelf right now. Haven't had a chance to read it. Because I've been reading um, the Foundation ah, and Ringworld, yeah, uh, and Larry Ring Niven, yeah, great books, Two fucking very great good books. sci-fi science fiction books. Um, I'm excited about the 
the uh, miniseries that's much, going yeah. on. Yeah, I, it sounds cool. Um, we have mentioned, I think, at least a couple times Ringworld on this show. Yeah, I think with, so. Uh, Which I, is a weird amount yeah. because we almost never talk about Ringworld like personally. No, but I like <laughs> the name of one of the uh, settlements. We made it, which has come yeah, up three yeah. multiple times. <laughs> I think it's just a good name for a place. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, let's let's jump into Dune. Uh, have you guys seen much else work from Denis Villeneuve? Uh, I saw fucking Polytechnic. And, oh, that's a good one. Um, I want to say, oh, what is it called? The one with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I, I watched Enemy as well. Enemy with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal where he's like, a, he finds a double, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's like oh, the whole yeah. premise. But I mean, I, that movie was a bit weird because the whole yeah like, messaging of it was kind of fucked but um yeah those are like the two movies i've seen i know he's worked on a couple of other ones but none that i can like yeah remember. i liked uh prisoners which is one that he made starring hugh jackman i believe then there's uh blade runner 2049 oh, obviously, which is... yeah. oh that one i saw okay i was waiting for a movie i recognized blade runner 2049 which um feels pretty similar in a lot of ways uh it's a really dusty planet they get to uh well mm-hmm. not planet but you know what i mean they get to a dusty yeah. area yeah uh, dave batista's in it and very like um it's all about like the images and like how everything's right. painted so that's pretty cool he brought uh, that th- over i think he's a good director definitely great visual style like oh he's... yeah so that's one thing uh about this movie so here's my opinions on this movie um the movie for one looks great i watched it on my big tv real close to me uh pretty fucking good the sound design um i could tell it was good sound design but i was wearing these like they're pretty good headphones and they're real loud and so like I'm wearing them so I could talk to you and watch the movie and everything. And there is so many high-pitched sounds in this <laughs> fucking movie that just like shoot down my spine. It's probably not a problem if you're not wearing like big head, like sound canceling style, like headphones on you while you're watching it. Uh, but it, it had a great music in it. Oh yeah. Um, a lot uh, of the, uh, oh, go ahead. No, uh, I was just going to say, I watched this uh, with my girlfriend on just my TV normally, no headphones. Uh, and I had to jump back and forth in volume because <laughs> the, the scenes where people are just talking are so quiet. But the scenes where things happen, like explosions, oh, and yeah, violence, so and music. Oh, yeah, so fucking loud. Yeah, so there's a lot loud. of the, um, what do you call that kind of music? Uh, like, uh... like ambient no ambient, not ambient. ambient like uh the like it's like the chanting yell oh lamentation yeah yeah there's a lot of that in here and it gets loud it gets loud it gets loud it gets high like and like uh, so i was sitting there jumping between like 30 on the tv to 70 when i needed to and i just had to keep sitting there changing it like scene to scene hell yeah sucked Oh, Jesus, are you okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have called it out. He could have just vomited quietly. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah. Uh. One thing that I've heard a lot of people, uh, 
not dislike but were confused about and not didn't super enjoy about this movie is that it only covered about the first two thirds of the first book yeah and like that makes sense because it's the even the first one is a pretty hefty oh it's book. Ma- yeah it's yeah. a big book yeah um I was talking to Marco. You went go get food during the movie because you already watched it like twice or whatever. I was talking to Marco during it and we were saying that uh, I think this would have probably worked better as like one of those high budget TV shows they got going on, like Mandalorian or something. You give it about eight episodes, an hour each, and then you could do a lot of the like you could flesh out a lot of the character interactions and stuff because a lot of throughout this movie and you get the sense that like, there's not much going on. Like there's a bunch of scenes where people will go and have a conversation and it feels like the movie's doing a lot more world building than it is actually having like a plot and conflict and everything mm-hmm. like start to go throughout, which if you're doing like a series or if this is like, uh, I'm not sure if there's like a confirmed Dune 2 already announced or whatever i don't think so no it's up in the air right now yeah and they're just waiting for like this whole like movie to go through and see how much they make yeah so if this would if it was like the start of a series or the first of a trilogy or or something that would be that's fine that you kind of need that sort of thing but if this is it for like all we Uh, get of do it's it's a bit of like nothing really i do very much hope that this is not it yeah no they at least get to finish the first book yeah no that it it, this movie needs that if like this movie will because i could see the beginnings of this movie this could be like one of the new like lord of the rings type deal where it's like oh the movies are just as good as like a story adaptation as the books are right like I, I I could very much see this be one of those, but if this if this is it, then, then it's yeah. not that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of rising action and not a whole lot of inciting incident yeah. falling action. It's um and I think that's a good point you brought up, Andrew, with the comparison to Lord of the Rings, because Dune is often compared to Lord of the Rings. It's mm-hmm. often said to be the sci-fi equivalent. Yeah, sense. like yeah, Lord of the Rings is the fantasy and Right. is a sci-fi which i think is is apt in scope like they are both pillars of the yeah, genre i i think it i think it makes sense for how they affect the right. culture around the genre and everything but they to like compare these stories, stories yeah it's apples and oranges they, yeah, they too, are so different lord of the yeah. rings is is very much an adventure series mm-hmm. like there are slow plotting moments but it's very much you know a bunch of guys go on an adventure to yeah. kill a ring or whatever. Um, but Dune is very much a slow, plodding, introspective moment like of politic. Yeah, it's like this political drama, religion, like, religion which I love. Yeah. yeah, look, that's that's really good, especially for a book because that makes like great literature and reading right. and everything. But uh, yeah, it's definitely um, more of a niche taste. Yes. And like, I, I think it, that's my main reason why I haven't been able to get into Dune 
is because when like with this movie it seems like that and with how you've explained uh, a lot of it to me a lot of it does seem like oh like oh it's an adventure it's like paul and who follows after him and everything their adventures and whatnot but the book is so much more than that that that's not right. really what it is so like that's not bad or anything it's no, just no. not my cup of tea exactly um that is one of the the big things with dune it is absolutely impenetrable with like its amount of lore mm-hmm. and nuance and like just the amount of writing uh and to the point where it was often considered like before this movie or before the 1984 one which isn't 84 whatever the one that in the 80s uh, yeah. kind of cemented that it was considered unadaptable they were like you just mm-hmm. can't turn this into a movie it's too much um and then they made the 80s one and they were like no we were right it's too much this movie sucks didn't they, uh, david lynch say this was like his worst yeah like, it's one ever. of the only movies he's personally disappointed in <laughs> that's uh, pretty good and then there was what is it hodorowsky's dune which never got made but it was going to be this wild surrealist nonsense dune movie which look sounded okay but it didn't sound like dune <laughs> It sounded like like Hodorowsky wanted to make some fucking like if you'd taken the drugs instead of talked about them the entire book. <laughs> uh, which look, that's not bad. It's just not what I would have wanted. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's it is. I think they are right, and Dune can't be adapted in a movie. At, at least, least movie, yeah, yeah. At least one movie. You need the time in like a show or movie yeah. series to really dig into it and flesh it out. I'm genuinely surprised they went with the route of another movie and not mm-hmm. a series. Yeah. The no, series would have been a better idea. Yeah. I think. I think so too. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I did think this movie did like a better job than most did at condensing that first book down. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of scenes in here that I'm like, why are these still here? If I were making this movie, I would cut them. But there's still a lot in this movie that like, because there was a ton that was cut. Oh, yeah. There was so much that was cut. And that's crazy with if there was that much being cut, if this is only the first like quarter or third or whatever. The first like two thirds. Yeah, of the first book. Yeah. Um, One thing that was cut that really... I guess I can't say it really bothered me because I didn't notice it till like my third viewing. But um, in the books, Paul is what's known. Oh, I don't a... think we talked about anything yet, so we haven't brought it up. But spoilers for Dune. Oh yeah, spoilers yeah. for Dune. Um, but uh, Paul is a mentat in the books, which is uh, basically a human computer. He's been trained and and studied through it, and his mind just processes information a lot faster than a normal person's mm-hmm. it's a big part of the, the setting uh the fat dude with the weird thing on his lip that's Thufir Hawat. he's also a mentat um and it's a big deal that Paul is a mentat in the book and there's a really nice scene between him and his dad where um they kind of talk about what it means to be a mentat because his dad's like they make mentats out of uh different things who then take up other jobs Mm-hmm. And if you add Mentat to another job, you get a really good version of that job. You know, Mentat accountants are really good at accounting. Mentat assassins are really good at assassinating. 
assassinating assassinating that's the word um and they have this really nice moment of both like coming to realize and like ah a mentat duke what good could we do with that um and it's this really nice moment between the two of them that just isn't here and i'm not even sure paul is a mentat yeah how it didn't seem like he had anything special about him other than the visions he gets of zendaya and training with his mom mom yeah Mm. benny jesuit yeah and they're in their weirding way but yeah they never brought up anything about him like thinking in a different way or like processing or being better than other people so him being a mentat is a decent chunk of his character uh one paul is basically the only multi-class character there are the bene Gesserit, there are the mentats and the guild navigators mentats process information really quickly the bene Gesserit have access to all of the memories from everybody in their bloodline and mm-hmm. the guild navigators can see the future he's the only person who can do all three of those and those are all mm-hmm. things you do through training um and so part of like his entire power is that, yeah, he can see the future and yeah, he can see the past, but it requires his mentat mind to piece it all together and make mm-hmm. it into something usable where that's not really even here in, in this, which is, yeah, did is they unfortunate. Even, can he even see the past in this? Not yet. He doesn't get that till the part that they're not oh, into in okay. the book yet, yeah, but right. he will eventually, presumably, if they bring that up, they probably will because it's a big part of another character. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll bring both bits up in the second part of yeah. yeah. That's what you had said to me before that maybe they'll bring up that he's a mentat in the second part. But then you're having like a weird at best flashback of somebody I, telling him. Yeah, I was gonna well, say maybe it's new information he's learning in the next one. But like I said, because I'm trying to think back to like moments where that might be. And if they do that, there's like no foreshadowing or yeah. setup for it at all. It's just kind of and that like could it work. feels it, um, like I guess it wouldn't be, but it it, it feels, feels like, like it'd be a retcon. Yeah. But um, like that could work as part of the mentat training process is they train you as a mentat, but they don't tell you that that's what they're doing because you'd get in your own head about it mm-hmm. until you're like of a certain age. Then they tell you, and then suddenly your mind clicks in, and boom, you're a mentat. Oh, okay. Um, which I guess could work for a retcon like this kind of deal, but it's supposed to have already have happened. And even if it didn't happen, he's still supposed to be like cold and calculating because he is processing more like a computer. Yeah, yeah. that that didn't which like isn't happening. Yeah, like he's cold, but that's because he's played by Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's not cold. He's Distant. dry. Yeah, is how I want to ask for Dune. He's. Bland. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know if that, I'm not gonna say that that's this actor or anything. Um, it might be the direction they try, they chose for the character or something. There's a whole lot of things it could be, but uh, this feels like you know, there's that uh trope in writing where you make like a blank wall of a yeah. character, so it's real easy to project yourself onto it. This feels like someone turned that up to 10. Like, okay. let's get the blankest fucking wall up there, right? Pretty bland. And I've heard you describe Paul before in things. He sounds interesting, especially that he gets a, like a worm son hybrid. <laughs> future. That sounds dope. Yeah, oh, looks- yeah. I'm going to mention that now. Thing I was looking forward to most in this movie was Big Worm, and whoever did the design of this Big Worm in this one 
grade A job. Big hairy butthole worm, maybe the best choice you could have gotten. And that it might sound like I'm being sarcastic. I'm not. I'm being genuine. That he was real excited. He, he was, he was so excited. excited. Every <laughs> time was... a worm was on screen, he was like a big hairy butthole worm. Not <laughs> even that. Strange. Anytime he saw any ship or anything, he's like, that's kind of phallic. But a lot of it, okay. The the like ship that they have orbiting the planet, it's a big tube. It looks so. It it looks so much like someone took a wing and a bumhole and mashed it together into one design. They got both in one, and whoever made that design is pretty skilled that they did that. I think he just had genitalia on the mind. (laughs) I I don't think so. I recognized one was a dragonfly. That one yeah. clearly well, yeah, wasn't because it just wasn't. But that, play. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That one clearly wasn't. The other things clearly were. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's no, no. You're telling me that worm and that ship weren't phallic as hell. That wasn't the first thing I thought that, of. Look, yeah, that wasn't my first thought. But are you, t- you are you telling me I'm wrong? No, they're long cylinders. Of yeah, course okay. they're phallic. Okay. That's how phallic works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so uh, this probably won't mean much to you, Andrew, but Marco, because you read the book uh, first. Yeah, we're testing the... your knowledge here, Marco. Yeah. Get all ready for the... pop quiz. Uh, <laughs> all right. All of the, the technology and the, just the way things looked probably looked different in your head than the way you saw them on screen. Did they look good? I, I, I thought I, they looked great. I mean, oh, the, the fact you, of, of no like computers because they, they banned right. like AI and stuff, like it, it just felt good and natural. Some of the armor designs, like I agreed with you when we were talking about like the, the Fremen like armor design for, oh, uh, when they were yeah. fighting in his vision. Uh, like it's just a Power Ranger. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Be- best design in the movie. No, it sucked. I hated it. <laughs> it was pretty. I was into the last like bit of it when it's like a Power Ranger, Paul flipping over, doing little stabs. I hated that. Pretty I hated good. That so much. <laughs> I-, um, I thought some of the armor design was a bit weird and bland and kind of uninspired. Yeah. But but um overall, I thought like just the the design of everything was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I think it had a nice aesthetic. Look, as someone who's not like looking at through the eyes of this is a translation of something I know a lot of the like prop and costume design in this was pretty cool um, yeah like I liked all the you know, uh, desert robes in a desert almost always good the armor we did bring it up in the movie we did the helmet of the uh, which Atreides. armor was it? Atreides. yeah the, yeah so the helmet of that armor made the whole armor look much dumber. But when there was no Anybody wearing it without the helmet, it looked pretty cool. It looked pretty cool. Like Oscar Isaac's Duke Leto in it was cool looking. I thought it it looked pretty good. But yeah, when you brought up the helmet on one of the Atreides guards, (laughs) it's like, oh. Suddenly yeah. looks like it's made of cardboard. Um, the what's the suit called? The piss and sweat suit. The still suit. The still, the still suit. suit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they looked that, okay. They kind th- of that looked, looked all right. right. I don't understand why they didn't have little goggles on the mask. 
<laughs> if you're gonna hold up a mask to your face in a sandstorm, um, it should have. That bothered me so much during this movie. Nobody was wearing goggles, and sand you, was flying everywhere. Everywhere in the book, they do have. They goggles. do have goggles. Yeah, I think the there's like a couple eyes. characters that have goggles, in like, it, but not nearly enough. Well, in no, the book, in the Frem kit, they specifically say there are sand goggles in there. Mm-hmm um like they just didn't want to do it i guess yeah and it bothered me heaps when paul decided when to wear a mask and when not to wear a mask (laughs) yeah it was it was strange on his part like they needed him to not wear a mask so he could get drugged yeah i guess that makes sense but like if he's supposed to be a smart dude you see this wave of sand coming at you you're not even gonna like pull your shirt up he had <laughs> a built-in mask for that reason he's not gonna be oh damn and pull it up <laughs> i do like uh there's the the bit in the book but the bit in the movie where uh paul comes out in this still suit and Liet kinds is like oh you wear this well who taught you and he's like nobody taught me it just sort of seemed like the right thing to do and it's like this big moment then they go out in the desert and he's not wearing the nose plug that he's supposed to be. Yeah. It, is that does that have to do with the seeing the past, maybe? The that, oh that he knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he knows how to put that suit out. Okay. It's uh part of the like prophecy thing. It's what what's the phrasing? He will know your ways as though he was born to them. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what she says after that, but like it kind of seems like maybe he's just a smart guy like That's maybe basically yeah. The, yeah. yeah in the book this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He's just a clever person. And yeah. he saw it and he was like, well, we're, he, he beamed at it himself for that reference on Twitter. <laughs> he studied the design and he saw what made sense. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's like, that's like someone like figuring out how Velcro works. And then like, someone's like, oh my God, is he Jesus? Is it, we, is Jesus is supposed to know how Velcro works. <laughs> like how to, it, put, how to dress your, how to like fix your pants so the ankles are right. Yeah. How to roll up your fucking pant legs if your <laughs> jeans are too long. Uh, look, I mean, I guess if I had a special kind of clothing that had like, like if somebody, I guess, is wearing like a mid-century corset. <laughs> Marty right McFly way. figured out how his like cool future clothes work. And nobody was like, oh my God, it's it's Jesus. It's our Messiah. <laughs> clothes oh. aren't that hard to figure out. Well, okay. well but, but they, they, they also were didn't... also... They were also not told like yeah. that there was someone who, who could do all these things without being told to do them. Yeah, yeah. there's also the Bene Gesserit who are going around literally just lying to people, yeah, no, setting it up fair. later that's to help fair. out, uh, which is one of my favorite things. In the books, it's called the Missionaria Protectiva. It's the Bene Gesserit, this order of, of like matriarchal witches, basically, go to like backwards planets. And are just like, no, I'm a holy woman. And then they just start like spreading around rumors and lies and like cult-like behavior. And they just do it, did it so early that people just start to believe it after like a few hundred years. Just in case they Yeah, it. it's a it's a good move. It's just, it's they uh... tell like all of their like um like sisterhood, like when they go out to other planets, like, hey, like if you crash down or you just need like a place to stay or people to like help you out. Just start talking about this religion we made up and they'll help you. Yeah. Is there like a book or something you could reference? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this planet, we have these lies going around. <laughs> we have this lie specifically, and this will get you this food. Yeah, the yeah. The Jesuit handbook. Yeah, you got a little crash onto sheet. a planet. There, there's the handbook that comes with an orange Catholic Bible. <laughs> and then they just have both. 
which uh, that's one thing that I'm not surprised didn't come up in this movie. Catholicism's still around in Dune, but they just they had people oh, reading yeah. Bibles, but they don't talk about it. Yeah, they don't. Speaking about books and Dune and everything, and uh, we mentioned, I think I mentioned this during the movie. Something about this movie made me go. God, I want more Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's something about the aesthetics and the visuals of this movie. Where, yeah, like, we were talking about how fold space works. Oh yeah, it was it was fold and how space. the what the Highlander Dude. is for. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like in Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide, where everybody yeah, takes their ship, parks it in a bigger ship, and then that ship goes. But it, how how much it would rule to have like a big budget Hitchhiker's Guide movie? <laughs> Didn't like even this new use Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, give me that. That would rule. Just get the people <laughs> that made this movie. Get someone who's good at comedy. Bill Hader, maybe. Hell yeah. Tim Robinson. Honestly, Tim Robinson. Edgar Wright's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy would rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. G- give me someone like that to just fill it with the jokes because those books are fucking hilarious. If you haven't read Hitchhiker's Guide, read Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> if you need us to tell you that. Do it. There is a all right. So this is a tangent off the tangent. There is one time I was listening through the books and I had my good friend Adam over. And I listen to books as I go to sleep. So I put it on and we're falling asleep. They talk about this uh alien race that has currency that it's far too big to be useful. Like I think like they they got like a three cent coin or something like that that's like two miles long or whatever so nobody gets more than that because it's just far too big and that joke fucking killed us laughing like jolted us both out of drowsiness <laughs> because it was so fucking funny and then i promptly went back to sleep and you stayed up for another like four yeah, hours because this motherfucker could <laughs> drop to sleep like a I can, I can go to sleep at the drop of a hat. All I have to do is Kisses be like, it's time to sleep, and then I'm gone. I remember telling a story to both these people while I was over, and Adam was just fast asleep in the yeah. middle of my story. Yeah. It made me feel like I was real boring. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, because you guys give me like, Adam, Adam, are you asleep? And I'd wake up like, what? so fucking good oh. no okay while we're on this chan- tangent one more bit so um one time we were like uh me and adam were about to go to sleep and uh we just finished watching the buzzfeed unsolved oh, yeah. true crime and there's a bit where it it's talking one, um the what is it tylenol poisonings yeah yeah so it's talking about like all the people that got poisoned from the like pills that he dropped in and multiple of them were named mary like a and, significant portion of them were named mary <laughs> and like that wasn't brought up or anything but like i'm i'm almost going to sleep which, which is, is rare for him. yeah i'm on i'm drifting off almost to sleep i've and been this asleep dude, for like 20 yeah, years this dude jolts awake <laughs> turns and yells and he's like wait the Marys were a coincidence, and it like on my heart. I remember you were I, so startled, and I was so startled. I'm like, "Yeah, man, I guess." And he goes, "Oh, weird." It turns around and just goes back to I sleep. Go instantly, and I was up for another three fucking hours. <laughs> I remember when we did eventually wake up in the morning. You turned and were just so actually. I was mad so at me. pissed. 
just so genuinely upset with me. But anyways, fucking Dune. Yeah, back to Dune. Um, I think the movie was pretty good, all in all. Like, yeah. I, obviously, I want to see more, but if this was this... all we got, I wouldn't be happy. But it's at least a good movie. Yeah, so. yeah, it's at least not bad. Which this is movie, surprising. This movie definitely needs more. Like right. it, it needs sequels. But if it gets them and the the quality like stays on par, then this could be a really good series. Oh like, yeah, I this love could be it, a though. great series. One of the best adaptations of something. Uh, like it, it, it's it could do it. Yeah, it could go the distance. I'd, I'd be surprised if it got more than like the third book in. Oh uh, yeah, I think it it should maybe get. To just finish off the first one at least yeah but it needs because this movie like i said is so much set up and everything with n- like no payoff or uh, very like, little payoff yeah, yeah. and that's one thing that in the movie so we're watching the movie um and i brought up the fact that i'm like oh it feels like uh, like there's no conflict in this movie it feels like there's nothing it was going very on. funny you said that and, as soon yeah as the and, and, and both of them started. are like oh it's gonna happen right now and then it happened and i'm like oh okay this is cool and it felt very much like a third act finale and then it feels like the and movie then there was finishes. like another hour left in the and movie. then I, i'm like uh, like i'm like oh that was a pretty good movie all right and then there's like another hour left and i had it eaten all day after <laughs> i watched it I was starving. I'm like, oh, thank God. That that was pretty good. And then it drags its feet for like another hour. I'm like, God damn it. And there's some good (laughs) nuggets in that last hour, but it does not need to be an hour of that. No, there's a lot of that they could have cut. Yeah, like a lot of it. It could have ended with them going into the desert. The next one picks up like at the end of this one when they meet um yeah Zendaya and the crew. Zendaya, yeah, yeah and they, they, there's just a line that like we've been wandering the desert for a while right and it could have easily or even start with them wandering the desert then yeah the same yeah. way it does in this just mm-hmm. yeah i don't think it really needed to be broken up this way i think it's actually a pretty weird way to cut it yeah there. it's so to cut it's, it right after he kills Jameis is just strange yeah it's so weird um i did like him killing Jameis, I thought that was a good, well choreographed. Like it looked. Yeah, nice. you weren't here when we were watching it, but um, uh, we're watching it, and I was watching it with Marco, and um, I brought up that. So they're talking about how Jameis, I guess his name is, is a good fighter and everything, and like it's supposed to be like, oh, but uh, Paul's like a better fighter. Yeah, but yeah. how the fight was going didn't seem like Paul was a better fighter. It seemed like the other guy was just kind of a bad one. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't seem like Paul was winning the fight on skill of his own, which I guess like he was, that's like what right. was going on. But they, that fight did not give that feeling at all. It's like, it, they're like, Oh, this is like, uh, he's a good fighter and everything. You're going to die quick. And it's like, was he, were you lying to me? Was it? Were yeah, you most like, of what he does is shout and then push him with his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was weird. And um, it, like he easily like got the drop on him like three times or whatever and didn't kill him. Um, yeah, because Which is the thing I brought up uh, while we because I did eventually catch part of that. Um, mm. 
No, no, you you, you said it at, earlier. We oh, were talking yeah, about you, it you, yeah, I said it earlier. That's right. I yeah, also have because me and Marco finished off this movie yeah. together. We uh, we brought it home. <laughs> I went and got some broccoli cheddar soup. Yeah. That's right. Uh, anyway, um, so in the book, the reason why it takes Paul so long to kill Jameis, why everybody's like, oh, stop toying with him, is because Paul is trained to fight with a shield, and with a shield. You're quick on attack or quick on defense, slow on attack because you need to be moving slow enough to get through the shield. Mm -hmm. Uh, So every time when he's fighting somebody who's not wearing a shield, he's very quick to bring the knife up to their neck. Then he gets really slow to get to like cut their neck. But because he's not wearing a shield, like, and he knows what's going on when he slows down, he just moves out of the way. And so he's like, hey man, stop messing with him. If you're going to kill him, kill him. But he's like, I, I just muscle memory. I was trained wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, but in this one they say it's yeah, because he's never killed. Because he's guy. never killed, killed a man. man. Yeah, which like uh, yeah. I didn't see it, but Marco like got like a real like finicky about the detail that there's no stab wound in the back. Oh yeah. Like, so oh. when when uh, Paul stabs him in the back. You see him bring the blade out and it's covered in blood. Right. When, when James or, yeah, he falls on the floor, there's no blood coming out. No blood coming out, but there's still blood on his blade. Yeah, no, I missed it. Uh, Marco kept saying it. I'm like, I'm like, movie, show me his back so I could see the mistake you've made, please. No, I get why there's no blood coming out of him. In the books, there's a clear line of dialogue that states all Fremen just naturally growing up on Dune. Uh, their blood coagulates super quickly to make sure they don't spill wasted water. Yeah. So oh, after okay. he pulled the blade out, blood coagulated. No spilled blood. No spilled blood. But he but should still have no, still seen a blood. Still no wound. Yeah, I don't think there was a wound. Um, I like the Chris knife design. I thought it looked cool. Normally they don't look great, but it lo- I thought it looked cool. Oh yeah, that, it did look pretty sweet. Um, it didn't look. Maybe it's because like it was cleaned and polished and everything, but when they said it, it was were a from, different color than the yeah, it didn't look too. like it was the same as they said it was from the mouth a tooth of the dune worm, uh, but it it, it didn't look like because all of those were very dark in color yeah, and then the Chris knives were white, which they're supposed to be in the book they're supposed to be yeah may, maybe maybe, maybe it's because you polish they, it down yeah you and, cut it and then you polish yeah. it so that's probably why that's probably why. Also, a lot of them have like carves inlaid in them so you can put poison because the Dune mm-hmm. universe loves poison. Mm-hmm. Poison sick dog. Was yeah. any was any of the visions he got, did you guys feel like most of them, like maybe it's for the sequel, but did you feel like most of them didn't really matter by the end of the movie? Yeah, no, yes. especially the ones with Jamis <laughs> yep. because he has visions of him like, I'll teach you the ways of the desert. And visions dead. of him and or visions of Jameis stabbing him in the stomach, but no, he just kills Jameis. And yeah. it fun. And I guess like, those are presumably he's because he doesn't just see the future, he sees possible future. Yeah, his mentat mind picks out the one that's the most likely. Yeah, but I guess I guess, in this, I guess the mentat, most likely, so. I guess in this, like because he never killed anyone, maybe it was most likely that he wouldn't have killed it, right. Uh, or, although no, because their their hard rules are somebody's gonna die. Yeah. So it's either he was gonna die, or well, he James does have a vision die. of of himself dying and getting stabbed. In yeah. The so either of them were gonna die. 
So he wouldn't be there for him to be like, oh, I'll teach you the way yeah, to the desert. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, it's I weird. Don't get it. Uh, yeah, but like most of the, I guess the Zendaya ones were just to Zendaya's in this movie. Wait till wait till like wait till fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. Don't be like me, who's like, oh, the movie's about to wrap up. Maybe I should go piss and leave, and then you come back and get no Zendaya. (laughs) Well, no, I would because there's an hour left of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I, I come back, like I come back into the theater. I'm like, ooh, after credit scene. I sit there, watch, stand there. Like, oh I'm my like, god, hmm. this is like an hour. Oh, this is uh, <laughs> I guess uh, guess the movie just wasn't over then, huh? <laughs> um, there was a lot more projectiles in this than I was expecting. Like, even though shields, like the whole point of them is that nobody uses guns. Yeah, a lot of people still use weird little dart guns. Yeah, which I, I wasn't super into, but it's fine, I guess. Yeah, the, the little. Oh, well, I, not knowing about the Dune lore, uh, got excited when Paul pulled out again. I'm like, oh, fuck yes, finally. Yeah, and that's then he a didn't Mala use pistol. It. Uh, which are like spring-loaded. Yeah, Marco said they are, They get through shields. They can get through shields. Yeah, they, okay. They fire slow enough that if the person's not moving, it'll probably yeah. get through them. But if you run at the bullet, you're yeah, no, I, th- that's what I was thinking. Uh, how because how they fight and everything, they like bring it. What if you just move your neck real fast? <laughs> yeah, that, that works. Yeah, that's why it's fast on defense. That that's just part of. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but like, if I like that because the Mala pistol, like, if you move towards it, you'll deflect it. But if you run away, that means relative to you, it's now moving slower. Slower. Mm-hmm. Which means if you're running away, it's more likely to shoot you in the back. Hell yeah. Uh, and I think that just about covers us on Dune. Yeah, um, yeah. We didn't really get to talk about Doctor Yue and how like he oh, was so. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor it's Yue. because he was so forgettable in the movie. Which he shouldn't yeah. be. He's kind of one of the most important, most important characters. characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like so, in the book, Doctor Yue is what's known as a Sook School Doctor, uh, who is basically their whole shtick is that they are trained, bred, beaten into it that they are not allowed. To break the habeas corpus. No, that's the wrong one. The Hippocratic Oath. That's the one. Uh, which means they're not allowed to hurt people. They can't hurt anybody. That's why they get the little diamond on their head to prove that. The whole thing. And his mm-hmm. big thing is that he breaks that. He betrays them. He hurts people. And it's supposed to be this shocking thing. Because it's like, that's not supposed to be possible. But in this is like he's some random fucking guy who yeah he's head. just a guy who's around and then like he he it, it's like oh big reveal he's a traitor and it's like who's this guy yeah who's this fucking guy who, <laughs> how why do i care that he's a traitor who's this guy's wife that matters to him <laughs> enough to do this um i do quite enjoy i think it's very funny that the the books are so like silent on what a, a school doctor actually can do like what actually makes them special that in this they're like i don't know he puts his hands to your head. And oh, yeah. No, that bit in the movie. So he does that. And then, like, he's like, oh, I need to take your vitals. And then he puts his hands up to Paul's head. And then Paul, I think he says, like, what are you doing or what's going on or 
something like that. I'm like, yeah. wait, is this not supposed to happen? Is that no. not how he does He's it? Talking about what he his was mom talking about what, yeah, like, yeah, but it seemed like, it like did. Yeah, I get that, that wasn't what was supposed to be going on. And this guy just came and started touching the side of his head. <laughs> all I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, the that reminds me the the Gam Jabbar scene. Pretty good, I thought. I, I mean, liked it. One of the better parts of the movie. Uh, Which part really, was that? Uh, where she puts the, the needle, needle to his neck and he puts his, his hand oh, in the box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I no. mean, it could be easy to I, mess I, that scene up. But... I wouldn't be able to pass that. I'd be like, painless death or like five <laughs> minutes of intense pain? Uh, thank you and slam my neck on her needle. <laughs> <laughs> Not a human. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, i don't know i think they could have done a lot more with ua like yeah, even just another so, scene with him talking yeah to no anybody. And, uh, I, a few of the characters in this movie felt like they could have uh done with a good amount of more interaction and development this, yeah uh, this is he's, why he's probably the standout but yeah this is why I wanted the the traitor scene. Yeah. The scene where they're all like, who the fuck is the traitor? Is it you? Is it me? Because that's a like, big part in the book. In the book, they know there's a traitor like as soon as they get to Arrakis. And like they're all like, oh, is the Lady Jessica the traitor? Is Goofier the traitor? They're all trying to like figure each other out. And mm-hmm. then it's revealed to be Yue. And none of them suspected Yue because he's supposed to be yeah. impossible to do that. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole mystery of it yeah but, but this in, it's like and this there wasn't it. even yeah there wasn't even like even any know. setup for a traitor or anything it, it wasn't like oh there's a mole or like the there's information that got out or should it it's like attack happens and he's like it was because of me yeah and then he gives him a little fake tooth to shoot gas yeah, I thought that they were gonna do it like right after the hunter seeker scene. Like yeah. when when Leto was talking to uh Thufir, yeah, Thufir, yeah, he was like, like he I thought right him, there, yeah. yeah, I thought right there it was gonna be like, all right, get everybody together, we're gonna find out who the fuck this, like who's who's the mole, mm-hmm. who's our who's the spy, because he says go he find me some go spies. find some goddamn spies. Yeah. So I thought there was gonna but be no, just there, just but... no, yeah. And then UA dies pretty nothingly as well. He goes to the bar. Oh, yeah, that was so predictable. He's like, oh, you're going to give me with, uh, put me back with my wife. And it's like, oh, so he's going to kill him? Yeah. Even that, he says it like, he says such a weirdly specific phrasing that it's like, oh, uh, uh, your part of the deal was to deliver her from her agony. Yeah. That that only sounds like killing her. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't even sound like a joker, poor choice of words. Yeah. That just sounds like you're talking about killing her. Yeah. And then he dies. He gets his head chopped off by a steak knife. Yeah, it was. I, don't know. I think like the, his, the Baron was strong. it chopped off or it slit his throat. It, no, he it, was chopped he off. He chopped Baron? off. He was oh, he the head afterwards. Yeah. It, it really, I guess Baron's just a strong guy. He's real fat though. Yeah. Uh, in the in the book, I, I mentioned this while we were watching it. The Duke's gas attack um, kills Piter or whatever. But the, the Baron doesn't touch it at all. He jumps away and is completely fine. This he gets sprayed like front on. Right in the face. He should be dead. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yui was just wrong in that it would be enough to kill him. Well, yeah. I guess him being big and then him like taking that black bath or whatever. Yeah, him taking uh, the- that skinny dip and crude oil. Yeah, dude, because they said something about it healing him or yeah, whatever. Yeah, healing's not complete. Yeah, okay. Uh, see, I as as is famous of me, I hate 
Dave Batista, and he plays the Beast Raban. And I was justifying it to myself because in the book, the Beast Raban is just a big idiot that everybody yells at and says is the big idiot. And if that's what they did to the Dave Batista, I'd be okay with. That's fine. Yell at no him. one really did stupid. that. Yeah, no but nobody one, did uh, that. Nobody yelled at him. He was even doing a lot the, more yelling. Yeah, <laughs> even at the end when the, the Baron has this big moment where he's like, oh, we, we saw them go into the sandstorm. They must be dead. In the book, he pops out and he's like, did you see their bodies? And Dave Batista's like, no, I didn't. He's like, then you don't know they're fucking dead. Get out there and keep looking for them. But in this, he's like, good. We did it. Hell yeah. Back to my bath. Yeah. Well, yeah, because his plan, because he told the lady who knows, who's like a lie detector, that he wasn't going to kill him. And then he's like, I'm not going to kill them. The desert is. So I guess if they're in the desert, he's like, check mark, plan done. Yeah, but he's at least see their yeah. bodies. Um, yeah. Speaking of, what did Dave Batista do in this movie? Nothing. Not a he lot. stood around a little bit and yelled. Okay, okay. I was like, did I miss it or did I zone it out? Because I did zone out a couple. Like, there was like twice where I'm watching this movie and I just started staring at like the ceiling above my TV. And <laughs> I do remember that. And I do remember that you also like hurt your neck while you're watching yeah. it. You're oh, like, yeah. Can I not look up at my TV? Yeah, like I, I, I like pulled my neck and I rolled it a bit. And luckily it went away. <laughs> I'm like, look, I just might not watch this movie if i can't look at it that's too much work at this point um but anyways boys um final thoughts on dune give it a number it. score we never yeah number that. score number score uh nine out of ten i think that's fair yeah okay i'll, I'll give it like an eight i, I really think that trader scene was pretty yeah like, no that's it. fair yeah. yeah um that end up the, I, the last thing i want to talk about before the okay. water oh, yeah. scene where he's talking about the palm trees that they oh palms. the day i was like there is Why no was reason that left there yeah i was like there's no reason this should be in the film because i i get that they're trying to talk about how important the water is but it is shown literally a scene later when uh stillgard gets there and he spits on the ground to, that you know, they talk about how, they, important yeah, how important water is and i'm like that shouldn't have been there. i can't believe yeah, they left no. the palm tree scene but cut out the mentat scene yeah what uh, the fuck that's a weird <laughs> choice but um yeah this movie um as it stands right now i'm probably gonna give it like a five or a six um i'll say six give it the benefit um if sequels come out and they build up on this and uh like the the story actually goes somewhere probably uh raise that up because this movie is good setup like for but stuff if there's no payoff yeah but that's all it is is setup yeah i get that i hope we get god emperor of dune and we get a big fat worm dude oh yeah no i'd be real into that you you, you tell me worms are gonna be <laughs> fucking big i um, big but uh yeah uh that's it for dune i think yeah that'll do us for talking about dune that'll, for right that'll do it that'll nice. do it dude i'm just great i appreciate at this. that well did you guys not hear me i said that would dune us after adam said that'll do us no i didn't hear that didn't hear it's that. in the audio they'll, they'll hear it anyways <laughs> um thanks for listening you guys
<laughs> uh, if you wanted to talk to us about Dune or tell us we're wrong, you can do that at theatomicemail at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at atomicandroid2020. Or Twitter at atomicandroids. Yeah, you you guys heard that before, unless you're here specifically for the Dune content. And if so, welcome. We're glad to have you. I love Dune. Marco, it, do you have anything to plug? I don't. I don't. I don't want any weirdos following me. Oh, yeah, look, fair enough. Stay the fuck away from Marco Gomez. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've done anything on Twitch for a while. So no, oh, no. But I've ended that journey a long time ago. Damn, that's sad. But anyway, goodbye. Thanks goodbye. for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Marco, they can't see you. Waiting. I know they can't see me. <laughs> Why are you waving? Because what are you waving at you? Oh, okay, thanks. Oh, hey Marco. Hey. Hello. If this is used, we wave to each other. Like <laughs> <laughs> this. Yeah, our end card is going to be you listening to that bit. And then, we'll... <laughs> and then you'll run it back. <laughs> Probably us talking about the end card. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just fell. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are freaking out way too much for just a broken chair. Because it was a brand new chair and I had like no clue what was going on. And Adam's on his back like a fucking turtle trying to roll over. Because I didn't just fall. I like leaned this way down. Oh. My legs were slightly above. And I was like, Help. Pause the episode. <laughs> that happened at exactly 138. Just, oh, just for future spot. Seven All right, let's seconds. fucking do this episode. Let's do this. We're thing. already recording. No, don't repeat. Let's do this thing so you could use it in the episode. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 